The Holy Gospel according to John, the 12th chapter. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The Gospel of the Lord. In a piece about why we eat together, author Louise Fresco wrote, the table is a place where we become aware of who we are and with whom we are. Perhaps there is a dining table in your life that has shown this to be true. As for me, the kitchen table of my childhood was just such a place. To be sure, there was plenty of laughter and silliness, but there was also plenty of disagreement and argument. Our table was a place for teaching and training, and it was a place of learning and growing and loving, as the five of us were both being and becoming family. The table is a place where we become aware of who we are and with whom we are. These words sum up very well what happened at the dinner table in our gospel for today. We are in John chapter 13, chapter 12. It was six days before Passover, Six days before what we now refer to as Monday Thursday, which means that this story took place on Saturday, the day before Jesus made his triumphant entry into the city of Jerusalem, marking the beginning of the events of Holy Week. On this day, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus hosted a dinner party in Bethany for Jesus. Now, it's worth noting here that this was not the first time Jesus was a guest in their home. The Bible makes it clear that Mary, Martha, Lazarus, and Jesus were good friends. So it's quite likely that there were many occasions when they gathered together, but the Bible records just three, the one you heard read a moment ago, and two others. You are likely very familiar with the first, the well-known story of Mary and Martha entertaining Jesus and his disciples. 
You may recall that Martha was working all by herself as she prepared the meal and served and waited upon their guests while her sister Mary sat attentively at the feet of Jesus. Tired, overworked, and overwhelmed, it was Martha who became bitter and complained about her sister's lack of help. The second recorded visit is likely also familiar to you. In John 11, the chapter immediately preceding today's gospel, we read that Jesus had been with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus quite recently, perhaps as recently as within a matter of days. That story goes like this. Mary and Martha sent a message to Jesus about their brother saying, Lord, the one whom you love is ill. By the time Jesus arrived, Lazarus, his dear friend, was dead, already four days in the tomb. This is where we read the shortest verse in the entire Bible. It says that when they arrived at the tomb, Jesus wept. Then he ordered the stone to be rolled away. He called to Lazarus saying, come out, and the dead man emerged from his grave fully and completely alive. And that brings us back to today's story. It is of no small significance that Lazarus was present. The Bible says that this dinner was given for Jesus, and it's reasonable to assume, based on chapter 11, that the motivation behind this gathering was to thank Jesus for what he had done, for having raised their brother from the dead. But at the same time, isn't it reasonable to assume that this dinner was at least in part for Lazarus as well? I mean, how could anyone, even for a moment, take their eyes and attention off the one who had been dead, who was now conversing and sharing a meal with them? How could they resist telling stories of Lazarus and sharing memories together, even as they were giving thanks and praise to Jesus? The mood at the table must have been joy-filled and the conversation lively. Life, new life, was most certainly at the heart of this meal. Throughout the scene, the sisters played their respective parts, roles that we have come to expect from that very first visit. Martha served, and Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. At some point, Mary took a jar of costly perfume and she poured it on Jesus' feet, wiping them with her hair. Judas saw what she did and was in disbelief. He demanded to know why. Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? The perfume, you understand, was worth an entire year's wages. Judas couldn't see anything noble or worthy in Mary's action. He saw only a waste of money as Mary emptied out a ridiculous amount of a precious substance that otherwise could have been sold. 
the gospel writer reveals that the heart of Judas was not what it seemed. It makes it clear that Judas was not at all concerned about the poor, but rather as the keeper of the common purse. He really only wanted the money for himself. Jesus' response to Judas was terse. Leave her alone, he said. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. And so it is. On the very edge of Holy Week, we find Jesus at the table with Martha, who serves, with Mary, who attends, with Lazarus, whose very presence bears witness to new life, and with Judas, who misrepresents the content of his heart. The table is a place where we become aware of who we are and with whom we are. Much has been made of the contrast between Mary and Judas, leaving some to conclude that the moral of this story goes something like this. Be more like Mary and less like Judas. This, of course, leaves the listener with only one option, Resolve to do better, as if. It's like the Apostle Paul said, the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. We see at this meal a complicated mixture of devotion and dissent, of selflessness and selfishness, of piety and poverty of heart. And in less than one week's time, we see Jesus take it all to the cross. Friends, we gather this day for a most holy and sacred feast here at this table and in this meal of life and love we are made aware of who we are. Beloved children of God, hungry for and in need of what God alone can give. Forgiveness, freedom, new life. We are also made aware of the one with whom we dine. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ made real for us in the bread, and in the wine. He is the one who poured himself out for us and who brings the dead to life. And he alone is the host of this meal. And we are his honored guests. Amen.